Across Colorado, communities are reconnecting with their local rivers. Protection and restoration efforts are popping up in all corners of the state, encouraging new recreation in and along their rivers, creating a community-driven economic engine, and connecting the local community and their visitors to their local river. Communities like Montrose and Durango have changed their outlook on local rivers and discovered the many community benefits of a healthy ecosystem, including how recreation in river corridors improves and sustains local economies. Join us today as we embark on the second episode of our new podcast series, Ripple Effects, a look into the many different local connections river towns have with their hometown rivers across Colorado. Durango, Colorado. Close your eyes for a moment and paint this picture with me. A thriving community resides along the banks of the Animas River, surrounded by the rugged San Juan Mountains. The local economy, fueled by agriculture, a respected regional hospital, a diverse energy economy, Fort Lewis College, and a budding tourism industry make up the young, outdoor-oriented community. Durango is a city of nearly 20,000 people, and while it is no longer as small as many of the other mountain towns in Colorado, it still has deep ties to its incredible natural resources and amenities. Durango has embraced the evolution from an extraction-based economy to one that celebrates and promotes its livelihood through a recreation and tourism-based existence. Durango has prioritized their natural amenities and, as a result, has and continues to transform itself into a destination, resulting in an evolving recreation and tourism opportunity. I spoke on the phone with Melissa Youssef, current Durango City Councilor and Mayor Pro Tem, to discuss Durango's connection with the Animus River and what the community has done to protect and restore this important river. Okay, um, my name is Melissa Youssef. I am on Durango City Council. Um, I'm Mayor Pro Tem. I'll be mayor next year. I like to call Durango our biggest little city in La Plata County. We have, on average, 266 sunny days a year in Durango. It's beautiful weather here. As, as a city councilor, I'm, I'm very involved with our river. We work hard to invest in it and work to preserve and protect it. It's one of our water sources, so it's very important to our community. So I've been looking, really looking forward to talking to you about it. The Animus River is so hugely important to our community. Our, our river really distinguishes our town, um, and it's a it's a distinguishing characteristic, and it it helps define our community. A little bit about the Animus River itself. It runs right through the heart of our town, 7.5 miles through the heart of our town. But Animus River um, is 126 miles long. It starts up high in the San Juan Mountains from snowmelt. It descends 6,000 feet as it goes through Silverton, the historic mining town of Silverton, then Durango. Um, it ultimately goes down to Aztec, New Mexico, before it joins the San Juan River in Farmington. It's clear that the residents of Durango choose to live here because of the natural amenities like the Animus and the San Juan Mountains and the quality of life that they provide. 
Opportunities to recreate in and around the Animus are as plentiful as one could want. Our river is obviously important to us. It generates significant tourism dollars and boosts the quality of life of our residents. We have seen a significant increase in the usage um, of our river for recreational purposes over the past decade. Um, we have major businesses in the whitewater industry on a regular basis. They have heavy, heavy usage in the summer through rafting, tubing, and um, another paddle sports. We've had new sports that have evolved over the past decade around our river, including stand-up paddle boarding. We have a gold medal waters trout fishery here in our in our town on the Animus River, which is well populated with rainbow, brown, um, cutthroat, and brook trout. We have a lot of swimming and beach play on any given day in the summer. You'll look down, you can look down at our beaches that we've invested significantly in as a city, and you'll see families with young children just enjoying the beaches. And we have the Animus River Trail, which runs runs all along the spine of the of the river through our community, and it's a, it's a very important transportation network as well. And at the northern end of the Animus River in Durango, we have something called the Oxbow Wildlife Refuge. This is a 44-acre park. You know, in conclusion, a vitally important resource for our community, both for water, health, um, consumption, and recreational use and quality of life for our residents. experienced not only the quality of life benefits, but also the economic benefits of a dedicated and prioritized open space system. In 1999, Durango voters originally approved a half-cent sales tax to fund the Durango Community Recreation Center and expand the Animus River Trail. Upon realizing the benefits of the open space fund, the community reauthorized the fund, which continued monies for open space preservation and stewardship in the development and maintenance of parks and trails. We reauthorized a dedicated half-cent sales tax. We call it the Parks and Recreation um, Open Space and Multimodal Sales Tax now. This was originally um, a half-cent sales tax for Parks and Recreation and Open Space that was approved by the voters in 1999. It was set to expire in 2019, but we extended it um, by vote. It was approved overwhelmingly by our voters. I believe it passed 68%. It will be extended now until 2039. This is a half-cent sales tax. It generates for approximately $4 million per year, and we can invest in capital improvement projects around parks, open space, and multimodal connectivity projects. The monies that we have dedicated from this tax around our river recently include $3.9 million to improve our whitewater park system and rapids. We improved several rapids down there, such as Corner Pocket, Ponderosa, and Smelter, and we also improved the entry points into the uh, whitewater park. This in itself has proven to be extremely um uh, definitely an economic driver uh, for our whitewater rafting companies, and it brings tourists and people and 
boarders from all over to enjoy to enjoy our local rapids. We have also invested a significant amount of money in our boat put-ins. We have numerous boat put-ins, but we keep finding that you know people want more. They want access to this river. Durango has long supported and depended upon a healthy flowing Animas River. Unfortunately, the Animas River and the city of Durango have been front and center in some of the greatest challenges that face our rivers and streams today, including the Gold King Mine Spill and the 416 fire this past summer. We've been exposed to some of those challenges, you know, firsthand recently, unfortunately. The first, the Gold King Mine Spill in 2015, which literally turned our river orange for several days. That happened as a result of the spill from a a mine above Silverton, approximately 3 million gallons of waste falling into Cement Creek, um, which is a tributary of the Animus, and we had to close our Animus River as a result of that. And then most recently, we've had significant ash runoff from the 416 fire, which then turned the Animus River black for a period of time in June. You probably know that the 416 fire burned 55,000 acres in the San Juan National Forest, and it had a massive impact on our waterways because the ash would, you know, raise the pH of the waterway, causing the fish to go into shock and die. And we lost literally thousands of fish this past summer. The impact of these natural disasters and man-made events had a huge impact on our water, and we have to do everything that we can to to try to preserve and protect it. A lot of that is around education, but some of it is, is beyond our ability to control. Despite these incredible challenges, the Animus and the city of Durango have prevailed and have grown stronger together. You know, back in 2015, when the river turned orange, those pictures were highlighted all over the nation. Quite frankly, it was all over. And then to have in June, this past summer, our river turned black. I mean, it it just underscores the devastation of these events that can take place and the impact, uh, not just to our people, but to our habitat and to the animals and the species that are living in and around our river. Um, And I think it makes people even more uh, in tune to wanting to protect that as much as we can and do what we can to protect it from bank preservation um, to caring about our water quality, to clean up days and ensuring that people are out there working to keep it clean, uh, to remove trash because our, our, our river is heavily used and, um, and people are very concerned about the water quality. Um, so I do believe that some of these events around it have at least boosted information and acknowledgement of the issue. is running higher, water quality is improving, and there is a continued effort to mitigate the impacts of the 416 fire and the Gold King release. The river is fishable, it's floatable, swimmable, and drinkable, in part because of the strong connection the city has with the river. I think we have really learned that by investing in our river, it's a a very 
It's a very worthwhile investment, and the people are just drawn to the river when you make it accessible. When you have attractive public spaces around a river, it is just a natural draw for the community, and it brings the community out. It provides a gathering place. It's so valuable. It's such a valuable asset. It cannot be um, overestimated the benefits that it brings. So I think that one of the things that I've learned is that it is extremely worth the investment. It has done even more for the community than I think that the dollars can even place a value on. Every river needs a dedicated, connected community to protect and restore it. The city of Durango illustrated how a community can band together to create awareness around the challenges that their local river faces and what we as a broader river community can do to fix it. We have multiple community groups that partner with the city um, to conduct cleanup efforts. One of our big annual um, efforts around the river is called um, Animus River Days, which happens in June. We have some local companies that get heavily involved with those Animus River Days and supporting it and recruiting people to get involved with um, cleanup days, competitions, and community celebrations around the river. People dress up, people are in rafts. So we, we, we try to generate a lot of fun around the river and get the community out and involved around our river. The Animus River Days are just one example of how Durango comes together to celebrate the Animus. Anytime you make your way into Durango, make sure to stop along one of the bridges on the Animus River Trail that crosses over the river. Take a moment. Appreciate all that this river and this community have persevered and overcome. Appreciate the beauty you see, close your eyes, and hear the bubbling river beneath you. Durango, like many other communities across Colorado, understands the importance of a healthy, flowing river for their community. Stay with us as we hear more about Colorado River towns like Durango that have reconnected with their local river and experienced the ripple effects that only a local river can provide. Ripple Effects is a sub-series of American Rivers podcast, We Are Rivers. Please take a moment to rate and comment on your podcast listening device of choice, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. This provides new listeners with the opportunity to learn about us. Thank you for your support and for listening. <laughs>